0: Hey there. This is Harriet McLanster, co-founder of Her North. Today I want to talk to you about how I attracted so many narcissistic and people who lacked empathy into my life and and how you can protect yourself. What I learned and how you can protect yourself in the future from it. Let's get started. For so many years, I grew up in an environment where my grandmother didn't have any boundaries. She didn't care how she talked to us. There was a lot of gaslighting. There was a lot of uh, uh, narcissistic type behavior. It was just awful. And it took me years of Christian counseling to get to a place where I was healed and I recovered from that only to find myself back in a situation similar to that, but just by different people. And one of the things that I realized I had to ask myself myself. The the difficult and the hard question, what am I doing? What is the state of my psychology to where I am tolerating the behavior and behaviors of narcissistic and people who lack empathy in my life? So what's wrong with me to where I'm tolerating and I'm welcoming these people in my life? Let's get started. Let's talk about it, y'all. One of the things that I noticed when I was growing up, because I was also raised around uh, a a Caucasian family as well, was I noticed that the way my grandmother would talk to me was almost similar to the way that you talk to a dog. You know, instead of just asking me questions or affirming uh, my feelings and different things like that, which is important, which is why you've got a lot of women running around here. Uh, Putting up with all kinds of stuff from men because of the stuff they learned, the behaviors they learned, unhealthy behaviors they learned from their childhood environments like I did. And so I was, you know, I, I learned that there was a difference. My grandmother would talk to me like I was a dog, you know, and yell and fuss and slap me in the face, punch me in the head, punch me in the face. Twist me all these cruel ways of of what she called discipline, because that's what her mama did to her and the mama, you know, generational. And then when I was around the white family, I noticed how the white mother would talk to me. She talked to me with dignity and respect. She asked me questions. She didn't seek to humiliate me. She validated my feelings of fear. And, and 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 when I would cry, she didn't tell me to dry it up. You know, it's interesting to me when I heard Oprah talk about what happened to her, because I felt like I was reading from a page of my life. I did, because I remember as a little girl, my grandmother would go outside, the whole act of walking outside to go get a switch. And then she would come back in, plait it together. And she would whip me with the switch. And then as I would cry from the pain, she would tell me to dry it up and stop crying. So she wouldn't even let me cry out from the pain I was feeling inside, which is why I realized so many people in my family. Wasn't a lot of them because we had a few because I've got a lot of loving people in my family. But but I noticed that there wasn't a lot of empathy. But then with my, my godparents, the white family, and I'm not trying to say that this family is better than that family. I'm letting you see the difference for, for what I went through. This is my story. and This is what happened to me. And I'm not trying to offend anybody or any race. But I noticed that when I would cry, my godmother would, would immediately come to my aid and ask me what was wrong and help me dry my tears. And then it was there that I learned. That it was okay to cry. It was okay to cry. But then throughout life, I started dating guys that didn't show empathy. They didn't have any empathy. I noticed that if I hurt myself, they just say, well, you better quit doing that. Or they wouldn't come to my aid. If I felt sick, it was okay for me to come to their aid to wait on them hand and foot. But when I got sick, I had to take care of myself. And then I started having people in my life, girlfriends, if I told them something was bothering me, they didn't show any empathy. They couldn't because no, they, they grew up in the same environment as I did. But the difference is I had another family that would validate and affirm my feelings. And so, ladies, this is what I want to say to you. When I was attracting all these narcissistic uh, people who lack empathy All of this stuff in my life, it was because I was really broken inside. And now that I am no longer at that state of brokenness, when I come across people who lack empathy, when I come across women who can't show empathy or they can't celebrate or whatever, I kind of gravitate away from them. And sometimes when it's difficult for me to get away from them all together, I'll just tell them this is just not the season where I want friendship. And even though it stings, I have to do what's best for me. And I have learned that it's okay that I can love people and they don't have to be in my life. And so, ladies, this is what I want to say to you. There are a lot of people walking around here with stuff going on within them and they can't show empathy. Some of them, I hate to say it, but some of them are just really struggling and are disturbed. And they're not trying to get any help because they surround themselves with people that's like them. And I want to encourage you to protect yourself. Stay away from these type of people because sometimes the psychological harm that they can do to you can take years for you to recover from. It took me years to recover from emotional abuse. It took me years to recover from narcissistic and and all of that stuff. It did. That's how serious it is. You can't just pray that stuff away. You have to go to a qualified clinical Christian counselor to help you maneuver through that type of psychological abuse. Because sometimes these people don't even know they're doing it. They're that messed up. They don't even know that uh, they grew up in, in environments where they were uh, taught behaviors and they learned behaviors that caused them to have poor relationships with people. So, ladies, I want to encourage you to start looking at yourself. Assess yourself. Assess the type of person that you are. Ask God to show you. Find out that look at the people around you. Or the fact that nobody wants to be around you. And find out why. Now I'm okay with folks not wanting to be around me. That's like that now because usually when you're a truth teller and you don't tolerate folks coming in and out your house lying and go, cause I had that. I had somebody that was coming in my house eating my dressing and, and, and eating my food and, and leaving. And, and, and she was a spy. She was making up lies and going throughout the family saying stuff about me. And I didn't even know. And can you imagine the hurt? From discovering that you had something like that going on and you and you missed it. Now, when I look back, there were signs. In fact, she she told me how she felt about me. Did she have a reason? No, she didn't have a reason. She didn't even she didn't even know why she was the way she was and probably still don't. And nobody's going to ever tell her because that's what that's what happens in that family. Nobody says anything. They just be quiet and go on like nothing ever happened. But don't you allow these folks to come in your house and tear up your, your marriage and tear up your life, your self-esteem low, your confidence low. you walking around crying. You're looking 20 years older because of this, this messed up person that needs to be on some psychiatric medication. Yeah, some folks needs, need to be on psychiatric medication. And, and, and nobody wants to say anything. And they'll cause all kind of havoc in and in mayhem in your life. And then you're the person with the problem because you're speaking out about it. They want to shame you because you don't want to go to family functions because crazy is going to be there. Whatever crazy is, crazy is always around. Whenever you notice trouble and problems, crazy is there. So, y'all, you've got to protect yourself from crazy. And that's what I call all of this this evil behavior, this narcissistic abuse, this gaslighting, this emotional abuse, this these smear campaigns. That's driving some of you up the wall. It doesn't matter if it's the mother-in-law. It doesn't matter if it's the sister-in-law. It doesn't matter if it's your sister, your brother, your cousin, your grandma, the folks on your job. You got to get away from crazy and stay away from crazy. And you know what crazy will do once you get away from all of that narcissistic and behavior and smear campaigns and folks who lack empathy and apathy, all of this stuff. They're going to gravitate somewhere else. And you're going to be like, why did it take me so long to get away from crazy? Yeah, I'm going to say it like that. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to offend anybody. But, honey, if you got some crazy going on in your life, you better get away from it. You better get away from crazy. Let crazy. Have y'all ever seen um the little uh, Looney Tunes show? Uh when, when I was growing up, I would watch Bugs Bunny and Tweety and and all of that stuff and then there was this Tasmanian devil y'all remember Taz that little Tasmanian devil that would just spin around like a whirlwind and knock down anybody that was in his way that's that's the way crazy is crazy will make up lies crazy will go to functions crazy will do all kind of stuff tell stories about you to to change and Affect the narrative that's going around about you because they so messed up. You've got to look at yourself, ladies, and be careful and not not be so quick to invite certain people in. You know, you've got to have those red ropes like they do at the movie theater and and get to know and, and pay attention to people before you really open your heart up to these folks. And there still needs to be a part of you that's closed off that you don't allow people to enter into. I have a chamber of my heart that's reserved for just home for me. That way. You're not allowing people to get to a place that's so close to your soul that they can possibly attempt to destroy you because you, you, you put you put them in, in the position that only God is supposed to hold in your life. I don't I don't do that. There is an order to my life. And ladies, I want to encourage you to start assessing yourself. Pay attention to the people in your life. You know, spring is underway. You may need to do some spring cleaning. You may need to do some spring cleaning. In the summertime, in the fall, in the wintertime, in autumn. You've got to get crazy out of your life. If you want to enjoy peace, if you want to be happy, you've got to get crazy out of your life. Crazy narcissistic abuse. Crazy gaslighting. Crazy hateful in-laws. Crazy hateful Children or stepchildren that don't care how they talk to you, that use you, that abuse you, that feel entitled to you, that feel that you're doing what you're supposed to do when you do something nice to them. You got to keep crazy at bay. And once you identify your role, you got to look at the hand you played in allowing these folks into your life. You know, do you open the door and just say come on in walk all over me? You got to look at the role that you play in allowing people into your life because you are responsible for you. You you hold the key to the chambers of your life and your heart. You do. You may not realize it, but this is the truth. You your husband don't hold the key to the chambers into your your home that's in your heart. Uh-uh, he doesn't hold that key. Nobody should hold that key, but you and God, that's it. Nobody should be able to enter into the room of your heart in your home, but you and God. That's why you don't need other people to convince you that this person is not a bad person. You think a man is really going to tell you that his daddy is no good. That's why he keeps hitting on you. You think a man is really going to admit to the fact that he came from crazy You would you want to admit? I don't like admitting that my mother has certain issues in her life. It makes me feel bad inside, but it doesn't change the fact that it's true. We've got to be honest with ourselves and we've got to. And you know what? Part of healing is acknowledging that there is a problem. And I'm not talking about with other people. You can point out problems with other people all day. That's easy to do. But we, I had to point out the problem in myself. Why was my self-esteem so low that I tolerated people abusing me? And you know, I actually had somebody to say something to me that really changed the way I looked at myself. They were treating me like trash and they turned around and said I had low self-esteem and you know there was some validity to what they said because if I had self-confidence and self-esteem the way that I once had it they wouldn't even be in my life and that woke me up and guess what That person is not in my life, not in that form anymore. In passing, hey, how you doing? But not in that form anymore. You hold the key to the chambers of your heart and your life. You get to choose who you want in your life. You are the author of your story. And you can change it at any time. Your husband is not the author of your story. Your family is not the author of your story. They probably know you from childhood, a version of you, but they may not even really know you. Don't give anybody else the power to be in your life when they don't need to be there. They're not entitled to you or to what you have or to the giftedness within you. Some people just want to be there because of who you are. They they are drawn to being around you. They love being around you, but they hate you because they're not you. Sorry, guys, that's the dishwasher. But that's the point I want to make today. I want you to look at your life. I want you to assess who you are and what are you doing to allow these folks in your life? Why do you need somebody else to tell you that it's okay to have somebody in your life when you know that they're nasty and they're dirty? Okay, that's fine if that's somebody you work with. You don't have to stay at that job. Find you another job just like you got that one. God bless you with a better one. So what? You know, a lot of us are sitting around here miserable and 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 not even recognizing that our lives are a gift. So why spend it with iffy people? Why spend it with uh, uh people who have no empathy or apathy? You know, what some folks can deal with that and fix. I'm not trying to fix that. I had that in my life. I don't want it anymore. I do not want people like that in my life because there's no self-awareness. People who don't have empathy They don't have any self-awareness. They don't care what they say to you. They don't care what they do to you. They don't care about the mayhem and trouble they brought into your life because they can't feel beyond themselves. And you have to just go no contact, leave them alone. And that's to protect you, lady, to protect you. So this is what I learned from what I went through. I had to look at myself. And once I healed and became better and I was restored, Then I was able to make those decisions. I don't want this person in my life. That looks like this. That looks like what this was. I don't want that. And then there comes the question. How do you how do you tell somebody you don't want them, you know, in your life anymore? How do you remove them from your social media? How do you remove them from your space without feeling bad about it? You can either be very honest with them or you can just send them a brief message. Let them know that, you know, hey, at this time in my life, I'm not open for new uh, friendships. I thought I was. I thought I was ready. And I truly apologize. And I pray that you have a good, you know, good future, good life. And I'm so sorry uh, about this, but this is necessary for me. And you move on. And some people can't handle that. They'll hate you or whatever, but life goes on. That's the great thing about being the author of your life. You can choose. You don't want people in your. You know what? I thought about this. You have a lot of people in your life that don't have any empathy and they don't like you and you on your deathbed. And they coming in and to, to talk about how horrible you look because you're dying. And then they can't even say, you know, God loves you or anything because they don't have any empathy. You have wasted your time. Dealing with people who have no empathy, no feelings, no emotions. They don't even try to touch, get in touch with that, 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 the fact that they they have no self-awareness. And it's scary. It's really sad when you don't have self-awareness, when you don't think about what you do, you don't think about what you say and how it affects other people. And you don't need people like that in your life. You don't, and you don't want to be that person either. Now I'm assuming that you're not that person. But unfortunately, the reality is some of you may not have any empathy. You know, some of you may wonder, why can't I show affection to my husband? Because you don't have any empathy. That's why some of these men are cheating now. It doesn't make it right. But, you know, they came from an environment where somebody was hugging them and kissing them. They had a mom that showed them love and affection and you didn't. And so you got kids, you have kids, but you never hug your husband. You never kiss them. You never show affection. You know, you're around and this is the worst case. This is terrible too, y'all. This is this is how I know when someone has no empathy, because if they don't have empathy, they don't have self-awareness either. That's just the bottom line. That's just that's what I've learned from my experience. Okay, and this is just me and my opinions. You don't have to take them now, but I'm just going to put it out there. When a person when you're around somebody. And they act like those characters from the Adams family. Y'all remember Adams family now. Marticia and the whole gang, the whole family. And they act like that. That's crazy. With a K, crazy. And you need to run. If you're around people that when they meet you, they look at you like the folks from the Adams family. They don't laugh. They never make any type of laughter. They're never happy. They're talking about people all the time around you. They're doing the same thing about you. And that's the way. That's what I learned about. I'm giving you know what y'all. I'm giving y'all some golden nuggets here. Because it took me a long time to learn what I'm I'm telling you right now. And if you're wise, you'll start paying attention. Pay attention to the people that's in your life. I have an auntie. She is so affectionate and sweet. And I was fortunate to be raised in the house with her. No matter how people treated her, no matter how folks talked to her. And I love her with all my heart, even though I've had some run-ins with her, y'all. But, you know, she said something to me one time that made a lot of sense. She said, Harriet, do you honestly think that you can be raised in the house with somebody and it not affect you in some way or the other? And I've always respected this aunt because she was always honest with me. And I guess the young people call it raw nowadays. You know, she was just raw with me. She just told me like it was, whatever you want to call it. I prefer to say she was honest. But she was very honest. And I respected that about her and I still do. And I love her to this day because of that. Love her with all my heart. And I'm so thankful that even though I grew up in a home that lacked a lot of that, I had people in my life who loved me and showed me empathy. And I learned empathy and I learned apathy and I learned self-awareness. And, and there's a difference when you have people with empathy and self-awareness in your life. Not people who call you and they sound dead. Hey, all that. Ugh. Who wants to talk to that? Not me. Love you ladies. And I hope this bless you. Bye.